Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming to the Dad's Beards Nerds Prime Podcast, episode 64, Anchor's number one nerdy conversational podcast, and the podcast where two of us can grow a beard and the other not so much. My name is Anthony. I'm Tommy. And once again, no George tonight. He's out there fucking saving the world and fighting the good fight. But our guest tonight is the wonderful Jake James Lugo. His YouTube channel, Gamers with Gains, is solid, the best killing it and he had me on as a guest so i'm really enjoying the content not just listening to my own voice uh jake <laughs> thank you i appreciate it again it was fun the convo that we had before but again i i appreciate you guys welcoming me on here it's pretty dope oh man you had like the questions you had for me were really fucking awesome really good questions thank you not really like the normal questions especially with like insecurities on twitch and stuff i thought that was probably like one of the best questions i think anybody could ask any twitch streamer because i think you're going to get something different but you're also going to get some of the best answers as well off that because everybody has different insecurities stuff like that so once again thank you for having me on your show and thank you for coming on uh dad's beards nerds uh, i appreciate it you know i was happy to we know we had our chat and i love your voice i told you you got that commanding <laughs> east coast voice and I just, I, I had to have you on. Yeah, good voice. The, the voice that talks like this. Everybody and the <laughs> listeners are going, whoa, hold on. Look, I'm just glad I'm not outnumbered like time zone wise now. I know you're both, it's two East Coasters against one East West Coast. Coast, Best Coast. Yes. So I'm not up till 1 a.m. recording now. <laughs> oh, I can't, I've been doing that a lot because I've been working on like various different stuff and that adds up like really quickly. It like, really does. <laughs> especially like, cause when you start working so much and you're doing a task for like hours on end, it's the weed hours of the night. Sometimes it could be cool, but not cool in abundance. Like it gets really annoying after a while. Like every fucking week. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like you can't be doing that. The best part is, is, is Tommy sandwiched between two West coasters. So we just have that me and George are at West coast. Literally it's like, we're about three hours away from each other. Well, and now the tides are turned. Yeah, now it's, it's great. You better go get more people. You're going to need more people to take me on, kid. Wait, what does he say? Captain America says? He's like, where are you from, kid? He's like, Brooklyn. He's like, Bronx. No, no, no. Uh, what is it? Captain America's from uh, Brooklyn, but uh, Spider-Man oh, says he's from Queens. Yeah, Queens is like Brooklyn. And then throws his shield in his fucking face. <laughs> Anyways, it. let's talk about housekeeping. If you enjoy the podcast, please check out our daily news posted Monday through Friday and an occasional review posted on Saturdays. Actually, listen, I want to shout out our latest review done by the amazing Jono Peck. You may know him from the 8-Bit Coalition. Also, uh, you know, putting in work, the putting in work podcast, but he did a review for Doom Eternal for us. So go check that out at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds or you can find it on all podcast services. Wonderful review. Jono has one of the sweetest most molasses like voices so give him give him some love he's one of our favorite aussies next up if you'd like to support the podcast and listening please check out our anchor page at anchor.fm slash dad's beards nerds where you can donate to us but more about that later now first and foremost we're going to hop into something we always do as usual we start off with our guest jake what are you playing Oh man, I'm playing a bunch of different stuff. I'm not playing the games I want to be playing right now because at the time we're recording this, Final Fantasy VII Remake has come out. So, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of a little salty about that, but I've been playing some other games, one of which comes out at the end of this month. I've actually just finished the Project Sakura Wars, which is the new Sakura Wars reboot 
from Sega that I just finished that on PlayStation 4. And I've been going back and playing a couple other games for both YouTube, like, you know, video reviews and stuff, as well as also just to unwind, you know, here and there. Like I just bought, uh, was it Doom and Doom 2 on PlayStation 4? Because I saw it on like a stupid sale for the spring sale on PlayStation Network for, for like a dollar or two for each game. It's like, you can't beat a deal like that. That's pretty awesome. So I've just been bouncing around a bunch of different games like that, but primarily for work stuff, I'm playing uh, Sakura Wars. I got a question for you real quick. The so when you do your YouTube your your interviews on YouTube, you have your channel. The background gameplay is that gameplay you've recorded on your own, or is it just like stock gameplay you pull from the internet? No, that's gameplay I've recorded on my own. Like I don't always save like you know older gameplay from like you know a half a year or a year ago and stuff. But like yeah. when I'll do reviews, you know, depending on what game it is, I'll keep the gameplay that I've shot myself that I captured on my own Elgato and yeah. stuff, and I'll compile it, you know, for something to give you know to people to look at as they're listening to like the audio podcast, like with the interviews and stuff, like when we did my, ours, like our conversation, I put a bunch of just random gameplay. I put, I think it was Doom 64 in there and a few yeah. other things in yeah. there as well. You know, well, I, say, I really love the way you do that. It, it, it It's kind of a nice uh, change of pace from just a normal like video, like like what, what we're doing now with Squadcast, shout out to Squadcast. But like, basically it's us talking to our, uh, us and we, if we were to record it and put on YouTube, this is what we would put. The but I definitely is, love the, the way funny, that you do it with the gameplay. The funny thing is I used to just put a static image and I did that for a while and I was like, you know what, let me just mix it up because it gives someone, you know, something to see because it's a YouTube video. You know, it's it's a podcast essentially, but still you want to have that visual element to it. And I felt that just added another thing onto that that I don't see a lot of other people do because they'll do like what you said. They'll put themselves on camera or yeah. they'll put a static image. So I was like, let me try something different well i love it i love the fact that you have the gameplay in the background i was i was curious so i hadn't had a chance to ask you that yet so happy to learn that that it's, it's gameplay that you've you, yeah. so when you're playing you just hit like record and just like get little snippets here and there to throw on there no sometimes i'll get like large like clips of gameplay like for example yeah. sometimes you know i'll break it up in like hour intervals sometimes like 30 to 45 minutes depending on the game like the most yeah. recent one that i'm doing which is probably going to be one of my upcoming next reviews on the channel is for the original devil may cry and I'll just like, you know, after like a couple missions, I'll put like, you know, make it actually save out a clip. And then I'll have like maybe about five or six clips by the time I'm done with the whole game. To, you know, again, it's different for every game, but I'll try to keep yeah. it manageable like that. So that way when I put it into something like Premiere or After Effects, it's a little bit more easier to work with. Definitely. All right, Tommy, what do you think? a very clippable game. Yeah. Uh, other than Destiny's bullshit, which I'm still going to say, <laughs> fuck this season, man. <laughs> it's so bad. I've said that three weeks in a row now. <laughs> I'm destinyed out, honestly. I've had too much destiny. <laughs> Dude, I've put in almost 2,000 hours into Destiny 2. Tommy's our destiny expert. And I, I empathize with that. I understand. This season <laughs> is killing me <laughs> with how little there is to do on the PvE end. Or just in general. The Seraph Towers are ass. Like, if you stopped playing uh, before... Just don't go back yet. Just wait. <laughs> I'm only playing because I bought the whole like deluxe edition of Shadowkeep, and I'm like, I'm getting my money's worth, damn it. I have these seasons. I'm playing them. Yeah. But I've also been playing Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep Final Mix. Oh my god, I saw your tweet good. about that. It really made you mad. Which one? Kingdom Hearts. You were like, I will never play... Was it Birth by Sleep? No, right? no, hell no. I love Birth by Sleep. I will never play Chain of Memories. Or oh, God, Kingdom I hate Chain of Memories. I, as a Kingdom Hearts expert, games. I hate that game. I, I just wish it played like a regular Kingdom Hearts it game, is, not a car game. Just Kingdom ugh. Hearts is my favorite uh, series of all time. Yeah. Like, hmm. we had uh, Aaron Muller on 
friend of the show, and we talked about Kingdom Hearts for like an hour and a half. You cast. You, you know something? You would you know what you get a kick out of? Because I think I told you about this before when we talked, but uh, I had Richard Epcar on my show a while back before I had you on. He's the voice of Ansem for in the nice. Kingdom Hearts series. And we talked about voice and we talked about Kingdom Hearts 3 and Kingdom Hearts Remind and stuff like that. We got into a real deep dive with it that you get a kick out of. Nice. I'll have to check that out. But I've been playing through Birth by Sleep and I played it a long time ago on PSP. But they put the 1.5 2.5 collection on xbox and just this week put it on sale for 20 dollars. so if you're on xbox and haven't played kingdom hearts pick that up just skip just skip chain of memories fuck that shit it's a card <laughs> game a ridiculous it's deal it's a card battle. And i do remember in all reality chain of memories is literally just kingdom hearts one all over again yeah, yeah. pretty much just pretty much just with the worst battle. battle system <laughs> yeah absolutely but and birth by sleep is a game split up into three different characters that you pretty much play the same game three times with a little bit of different plot points that you learn. And I'm doing, I'm on the first one with Tara because you can pick whichever order you want, which I love that. And I'm on the final boss and holy shit, I forgot how unfair like Tara Nort is. Uh, so brutal. That's I hate it on the PSP, honestly, because he that fight and also the the extra secret boss fight, the the mysterious figure, yeah. it actually used to kill the frame rate on the PSP and used to make it nearly impossible to finish it because it was so bad. Oh, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> like I don't know how I played that game on the PSP with one analog stick. I, I don't get it, but now, oh, it's so good. <laughs> You know what you did? It's like Bears, Bear, Bear Grylls, that Bear Grylls meme where it's like something adapt. <laughs> What's the one where he's like, he's like looking at this and he's like, adapt, incorporate, whatever the hell. You guys don't know what I'm talking about? I know what I you're know talking what about. It sounds whack, but it's whatever. Hold on. <laughs> we yeah, adapt. Bear Grylls <laughs> it out. meme. I'm searching it right now. That's right here. Uh, uh, right improvise, improvise, adapt, overcome. That was you back in the day when you were playing on that. No, I could tell you exactly what I did. I went to the used Mirage Arena method on the PSP and I used the camera. <laughs> I just went to the Mirage Arena and overleveled so he couldn't just fucking wreck me immediately. Yeah. Which is what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's what you got to do. In some of those games, like, you just overlevel, and then all of a sudden you just get in there, and you're like... <laughs> yeah. and You do it, some JoJo poses, you know? It's a blast of a game because with unlike the other Kingdom Hearts games, the worlds go by so fast. It's like you do, like, one or two things in there, and you're out. Yeah. Mainly because you play it three times. But <laughs> I love it. I can't wait to move on because what I'm going to do is I'm going through them timeline-wise. Yeah. So I'm just going to do Birth by Sleep, then one, and so on. Cool. But well. What are you playing, Anthony? Octopath, Rocket of course. League. Of course. Um, so Octopath, I take to work. I don't know if you guys know this, but if you're listening, I work at a casino in California. Casinos in California are shut down, but the job I do uh, – where we basically work for the tribe or the, liais the liaisons between the tribe and the federal government. So our job is still essential, but we're on like a skeleton crew, which means I got a lot of time. So I'd be taking that switch to work and just grinding, grinding levels because there are subclasses in Octopath that you have to grind. And You're going to be there a while. <laughs> yeah. I would say like one of my guys is at level like 55 and the other one's around like level 50. And like those subclass bosses are still wrecking me which is you know made me go in and watch videos on like how to make better classes if you will because then so 
you can find all the other all the other classes and subclasses for every character you just find their shrines but there's like special subclasses where you actually have to fight a boss I think there's three of them right there's a uh, like archmage uh war rune I, i'm probably getting them wrong but there's three of them and then you go there you beat them and you get these three new classes that you can put jp in you can add them to your, your current class stuff like that but uh I'm really enjoying the grind, man. The grind is so worth it because even when you max out your JP on, on, on one job, you've still got seven to nine, maybe even 10 other jobs that you can go in and put JP towards and keep grinding towards. It's not like a, so like Final Fantasy, I want to say 11. It's so like five. To, it's like more like five, but I, I get what you're yeah. going with it. What, that, what, what was the Final Fantasy with, uh, I think it was Vosh, the, the, the blonde haired kid 12, was with the judges. 12. That's 12. 12. That's the so Final page. Fantasy 12, I remember once I maxed out the, the, the job board or the JP board, whatever it was, I can't fully remember it. I lost all interest and I remember I just stopped because I maxed it out for, for like th two characters and I was like, well, I mean, it's just levels now. But it feels like that, that grind is never really going to end and I enjoy that, you know, much like a game like Grandia 2 where like if you, I feel like this game is much like Grandia 2 where if you take the time to grind and build that JP and make those OP you know, builds, it's going to reward you. Like in Grandia 2, you could literally with the first two characters max out all of their, their, their mana and their mana eggs. And then you'd go into these like boss fights after that. And you just wreck, just wreck shop. These bosses were easy peasy, lemon squeezy. So I really do enjoy an RPG where it's a little broken, but it's broken by design. And if you want to take the time to exploit that, the game will allow you to unlike assassin's creed odyssey where they're like the sporting kick is broken we gotta fix it what does it matter it's a it's a single player why game. would you not want to have a broken yeah, sporting kick it's amazing it's from 300 there's no online component to it that's the one game where i always bring back when i talk about this is no online component to it so let the players play the way they want to play that's how you built the game you built that into the game why would you patch it on a single player game if someone wants to exploit it, let them exploit it. If they don't, they won't, you know? So that's really Octopath and Rocket League. Been playing just a little bit of Apex, but nothing too crazy to like go to town about or talk about. But uh, but yeah, that's that's basically it, man. RPG has nice. been kind of running my life lately. Oh, and I got a, a Sparta thing for you. Mm -hmm. Like you said, this is Sparta. This yeah. is Kitty. Yeah. Oh, Dexter. He's your job, boy. <laughs> He's a, man. He's a big old fat cat. For everyone who can't him. see, I just like not threw my cat, but I just like thrusted my cat in front of the camera. Careful, you don't want to get in trouble with throwing cats. Now. For everyone so who can't see, that's Tell why I wanted to make cat in the air and did a backflip, backflip kick at it and kicked him into a garbage can. Alidity, you got a kindred spirit. No cat was harmed in the production of this podcast. <laughs> and All right, guys, back down to laying beside me and yeah, comfortable. Back down to being lazy and warm. <laughs> yes. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. Going to get that sweet, nasty ad, and we'll be back with more questions for Jake James Lugo. And we are back. I hope you enjoyed that sweet and saucy ad. We're back with me, Tommy, and Jake James Lugo from Gamers with Gains. Jake, so my first question for you is with 10 years in the business, what's the main difference between working a gaming site, working for a company, as opposed to being a, basically an indie artist in indie uh, you know, broadcaster, like what's pros and cons of both. 
Oh man, there's a lot. Like the thing is, is that people understand there's a difference between the two, but don't really like feel it and understand it so much unless you're really in it. Because yeah. uh, granted, I haven't gone to a larger outlet yet. Like my, one of my biggest goals was that I always wanted to go work for IGN. That that was like my biggest goal. I've been open about that for years and it just never happened or hasn't happened as of yet. But at least I still got that some, you know, experience working for a website like the coalition where I was actually, again, I was the senior editor there for a yeah. number of years where I was going to places like PAX East, like E3, like, you know, PSX, et cetera, doing what I would normally do at any other larger website. Granted, it's a smaller slash medium sized website. The difference yeah. is now as an independent, as someone that just runs my own YouTube channel, which pretty much I'm on my own, I'm not getting any help or support from anybody else whatsoever is that I have to figure out everything else on my own. I have to figure out how to add actually reach out to PR. I have to figure out how to make content yeah. that people are going to at least buy into in the sense of actually, you know, subscribing to my channel, joining my Patreon, following me on social media, you know, as because it's like becoming more of an influencer than an actual journalist type, but they're essentially yeah. still doing kind of like the same thing under the same umbrella, at least now these days, it's just people kind of intertwine between the terms. Oh, I, I can definitely relate to the influencer part. Um, the, the wild thing is you, you were in the actual business of games industry for a while or games like, you know, journalist in that games journalist for a while. So being someone like, like me, I came in, you know, one of my biggest things, we got to a certain point, especially with the Twitch channel. Then we started the podcast was, well, how do I get codes now? How do I get review codes? And now like, we don't do a whole lot of, a, of reviews. I would say our reviews come out when we've got the inspiration to do it, which is and most um, of the time with our own money. Yeah. So, but like, I mean, I have hooked up with people like, uh, was it, uh, what's, uh, what's, what's Jen's I mean, gaming company? Pop Agenda. Yeah. Pop Agenda. Has been Pop Agenda. Yeah. Jen. Yeah. Yeah. We love Jen. Pa yeah. It's awesome. Jen at Pop Agenda has been super nice. And you know, that whole crew sent me games, um, Colin and Lily Mo. Um, I can't remember who they go through, but they sent me, you know, like twin breaker. So I have gotten review codes. Now when it comes to like final fantasy seven remake, I did put in for it. I didn't get it, which I don't, it's fine. I didn't think I was going to get it, but you're going to miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. So I thought, you know, as a smaller creator, as someone who maybe doesn't have the best numbers, like, yeah, I'm probably not going to get this. I'm still going to put in for it in, in the chance that I do get it. If I get it, cool. If not, whatever. But there is, you know, like one of the people who I have to thank the most for being able to like reach out to, uh, to really like, you know, influencer relations for multiple companies is Jono Peck. Jono Peck, um, for a bit there, I, I, I was asking him some questions and he helped me kind of form a, a template to send to these, you know, PR specialists, these influencer relations managers and stuff like that. Basically saying like, Hey, you know, my name is Anthony, blah, blah, blah. I do this, this, and this. I would like to see a review copy on that. And you know what? Maybe like 10% of the time they actually write back. And I really appreciate it, especially when they're like, no, you know, we can't give you a copy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, cool. Thanks for hitting me back. I appreciate that. But I do realize yeah. that, that a lot of these influencer relations and influencer relations managers, they probably get thousands of emails. So when I don't get a, an email back, obviously I'm not butthurt, any of that jazz, but I am very thankful for Pop Agenda you know, Colin and Lily Mo and all those guys for, for sending me games to play stuff like that. You know, I'm really hoping to get uh, a code for trigger, Witch, which is the uh, rain bite slash uh, is a rain bite game that Jonah Peck is working on as well. But uh, you know, I just figure it's kind of like a, a building process where I'm building a base and then we're going to, you know, put the walls up. We're going to, or the frame up, we'll put walls, we'll do this. And eventually I'm going to be on, you know, all these different lists and I'll be receiving review copies, stuff like that. Yeah. The thing is, is that you got to understand is that, Oh, it's not, it's the people that are in PR don't look at games, media people and, and influencers as the same. 
it's not really necessarily the same. And and the reason why I could say that is because there are like companies and PR people that I've worked with when I was at the coalition that I used to get a lot of games from all the time, you know, just for, you know, reaching out to them and requesting. A lot of that came because I would be so diligent in getting reviews out, you know, written editorial stuff as far as reviews, you know, as opposed to now where it's mostly just video. But I used to write up a lot of reviews and a lot of other content frequently, like a yeah. lot more than the average person. And that's why it used to be a lot more easier, you know, going to them and asking them for something. Now, not so much because obviously I'm on a different platform now. I'm on my own and I only have so much influence out there now at the current moment. It does definitely get easier as that starts to grow. As you know, you start to grow your channel or whatever platform that you're on. Because I have friends that, again, they were able to get Final Fantasy VII Remake, you know, mad early, you know, ridiculous, like two weeks in advance sometimes. And then others, you know, not so much, maybe even on this day of release or not at all. As is the yeah. case with me now, like granted, the, the the best example I could give like more recently, you know, compare, you know, for like last year was that I ended up getting Kingdom Hearts three before before release because I was a big Kingdom Hearts fan. I was doing a I'm lot jealous. of content for the was it for the website. But now, even though it's the same people that I would reach out to that I would want to work with and stuff, I didn't end up getting Final Fantasy seven remake. You know, it's just the way it is. It's just part of the business and there's ebbs and flows to it. But like, you're right. It, that's definitely true that you don't get any shots in for any of the ones that you don't like actually put out there that you don't you can't get told know if you never really ask you know it doesn't exactly. hurt to ask it doesn't hurt to reach out and say hello it doesn't it also is a big thing too and this goes for both games media people and even just content creators no matter what platform you're on just asking pr to put you on their press list <clears throat> or their press release list just so that way not only they have your email but they also know that you exist and i had to do that when i left the coalition i had to do that with a lot of different people even though my name was already out there but because again i was going on a different platform i had to tell them hey i'm still out here doing stuff i'm still here making content that i know is still good and i know that you're going to want to pay attention to you know yeah. at least put me on there at least you know know that i'm around and i will still want to continue working with you and the majority of them are just going to want to you know continue doing so they don't want to work with just any joe schmo they at least yeah. want to work with people that care about this stuff that care about putting content out have an audience they could reach out to not just people that they could just get free games out to and just have good uh was a good word of mouth about their game it's a lot more complicated than that but it's not as intimidating as people make it out to be for sure, definitely. Now, uh, I I can see what you're saying though. Like you're not getting them on a more regular basis, probably because before then you were in a folder of you know Jake James Lugo with Coalition, and now you're just Jake James Lugo, you know, indie content creator. So the the the, the audience you're reaching is is probably smaller, but but I I think that the stuff you're making is like super fucking great quality. Uh, there's obviously a lot of love put into it. Thank you. And the stuff you're doing, like I I feel like if you can see that love and you can hear that love in it, you're probably you, like you're more receptive to it. You're going to pay more attention to it as opposed to I'm at work. I tap it out report. I'm listening to something. If it's something I really care about, I can't type that report and listen. Cause I want to fucking listen. It's, and I'm listening more to that than what I'm focused on with typing out a report. So I just, uh, what's so, so basically that's your advice for a smaller content creator. That's just starting out is if, if, if you've got a friend who can help you kind of like with emails and stuff like that, it's fine, but just kind of start emailing people about, trying to get on PR lists in order to get those. Not those just emails, honestly. It's more just reaching out to them. Again, reach out to them multiple places. Don't be a jerk and don't be a stalker, yeah. obviously. Don't be rude. You know, I think that's now the biggest concern for a lot of people on social media. You know, when you're reaching out to them over Twitter or Instagram or you come off a certain way, you got to learn to read the room in any sort of fields, in any sort of, you know, scenario. I think that sending them an email, you know, having your contact info and all your social media, like your, yeah. your email address that you use on the regular, your, your Instagram, your Twitter, your obviously your YouTube or Twitch, whatever platform, Mixer for a lot of people as well. Uh, being able just to reach out and be like, hey, what's going on? Like, this is what I do. How, how's it going? This is, you know, let, letting you know that I exist. 
you know, and being yeah. professional, being courteous about it, you know, not just going up to people and just asking for free games. I know a lot of PR people that I've met at various different events and they're always talking about like, listen, like we sometimes have no problem giving games to people or, you know, when we're able to, but then some people just either come off a certain way that's like, okay, I just don't want to deal with this or I don't feel like having this headache now when I got to deal with a million and one different things over here. Like it's yeah. just all about coming off a certain way or at least, you know, presenting yourself in a certain way that just isn't off-putting to people, including yeah, yourself. Co coming in with that entitlement, basically. like Yeah, entitlement's okay. a big thing. That happened yeah. to me recently, not so long, I want to say a couple months ago, where somebody was even asking me for contact info to get headsets, you know, for the Turtle Beach headset yeah. specifically. And it was someone that I didn't know. Apparently it was somebody that I met at an event very briefly and they were yeah. coming off to me like I had known them for years. And I'm like, listen, I don't know you like that. And it's it's of the same thing. Like even going up to people and asking them for contact info for people to reach out to when it comes to getting that those right contacts at PR yeah. and PR firms, you know, you don't want to give somebody's info away when there could be potentially like some sort of issue that pops up there. It's like, you yeah. know, you won't give away your friend's phone number to some random person that says that they know them when you don't know who that person is. Like, you know, you don't want to be put in that position and I'm pretty sure they don't want to be as well. Yeah. It's definitely um like, like a tightrope. Like, you know, Jonas helped me out, but he's also been like, listen, like if I, if I help you out, you know, don't mention my name, stuff like that. But it's never been something where like, I've never really had something where, where he's giving me just straight contact information, but Jono's kind of, he's helped, he's helped lead me to like, listen, like reach out, be, be respectful. Uh, tell them what you want to do with it. Be straight with them and, and don't bullshit them. And eventually you'll get stuff back. And I did, you know, PDP gaming, which they do, they do paraphernalia, they do headsets, controllers, stuff like that. I mean, they've been one of my biggest supporters. They've sent me controllers. They've sent me headsets. My Xbox headset is their, their, the level 50 uh, headset amazing headset and i've actually gone out and bought my own pdp gear i bought an xbox controller uh that i found at at target like but you know like they supported me and i want to support them and they're an amazing you know company they do a, a lot of really they make a lot of really awesome gear and i'm hoping that they get contracts with ps5 because i would love to get a ps5 controller from them that they make specifically but there's definitely that like don't come in entitled especially if you're new like with us at dad's beards nerds like we're at the bottom of the barrel. We're just starting out. We've been here for a year, but realistically in, in a, in a t time frame of being alive, we're still guppies in this pond. You know, we haven't even sprouted those legs yet. So, you know, one of the things, especially when I reach out to people is like, Hey, you know, like just try to be really respectful. Like I, I I'm more or less, I'm not trying to get an email back, but I'm just trying to get them to recognize my name. So that way, if they see me on Twitter, like, wait a minute, that name sounds familiar. Didn't that guy email me? And then maybe it sparks them looking into what I do or the podcast or Tommy or George. And then they're like, okay, well, these guys are pretty legitimate. I listen to some of their content, listen to their reviews, stuff like that. That's realistically what I want to get from it. And then, Definitely. Yeah, so I, think, I think, it, I think it helps out. I think it definitely helps out. And like, like I said, P, there's people out here in this industry, again, in the PR or not in PR, that are cool with working with people or even cool with giving contact info to people. Just don't be a jerk. It's common sense. Yeah. That's the best yeah, way it, to look at it. If I give you a contact info, like you better be fucking respectful because if, I, if I'm going to hear from that person back that you weren't, I'm going to fucking cut you out. You're done. Because you just made me look bad. You know, it's like, it's like basically when you work somewhere and you give a good recommendation for someone for a job interview and they come in wearing fucking shorts and a tank top. And you're like, dude, I told them you were solid. Like, and you come in, look like an idiot. You're like, how does that make me look? In, in our equivalent, like in, in our industry, the equivalent of that would be like being a jerk on social media, like on Twitter and stuff. And I see that all the time. And sometimes it, it's over the stupidest things. It's yeah. really, and it comes a lot of times from people you don't expect it to. Like sometimes the people you'd be like, yo, you should know better. You like like our little chat. 
Yeah, well, we talked about some stuff, yeah. but like it's it's out there in the open. You know, the audience is not stupid. The point is, is that when P- PR is not dumb, you know, people that are in this industry, granted, it's it's small, even though it's not really small. It's it's small enough where yeah. people are, could see things and they're not stupid. All right, next question. So the way your YouTube channel works is you you got your reviews, you got your gameplay, you have you know your interviews. What's your favorite thing to do? Now, I know like everything has its pros and cons, but if you if it came down to it, someone put a gun to your head and said, you want to do an interview or you want to do a, a review, what's your favorite thing and why? Honestly, I love the reviews because they're the mo- ones that come out the most, like the best quality because mm-hmm. there's a lot of time and effort. And again, even though I do it every single week, there's still a lot of hours that go into making those videos and yeah. stuff. I mean, that that would probably be the one thing I would say is probably the I, if I had to choose something to stick with like that, that would probably be it. Even though I'm not necessarily a review channel. Like, it's funny because somebody I was talking with a little while ago. Oh, your uh, reviews are so that good, though. They're good, but I'm not necessarily just a review yeah. channel. Oh, me, oh yeah, 100%. But I just want you to know that if someone says that, that that's definitely a compliment because your reviews are really good. Well, here's the thing. In the context and in, in the convo that I was having with them, they weren't saying it in a, in a good, nice way, believe it or not. You know, it's funny. What? Funny enough. Funny really enough. I got, here's the crazy thing. Not too long ago, I got called a tryhard for the type of content that I make. And to me, calling, so calling someone or let alone calling me saying that I'm acting like a tryhard is a very disrespectful thing. I, at least yeah. that's how I was raised because to me, a tryhard is someone that wants the attention or is trying to so hard to get attention, even at the expense of others. And for me personally, I might be a little biased in saying this. I'm not really like that because I love games and I love making content about games and keeping the conversation going about games and stuff to the point that I'm not trying to step on or step over other people to make that happen. I let my work and I let my diligence and I let my presentation and how I go about stuff and the way I interact with people speak for itself like that. And to me, that's not try hard, but calling, but getting, well, go ahead. Yeah. Well, real quick, calling you a try hard is like telling someone at, at the place that you work, who just got that new promotion that they're fucking try hard. It's like, it's uh, what? <laughs> it's really stupid. And in the context of that conversation, they they were speaking at a term. And, and it was like, you know, I wasn't rude or anything like that. But it was like one of those things is like, you really don't know what you're talking about. It sounds about. Like, like someone's a salty little bitch. Uh, it, it's not even, it, it's... What God, is this, Call like, of Duty Modern Warfare 2 all over again? <laughs> getting back up to the point On Xbox. that I was trying to make... Getting back to the point that I was trying to make, though, is that calling someone's channel a specific type of channel really implies that that's all the content that they do. And me, I'm multifaceted. I've tried my hardest over the years, even before when I was just doing you before I was doing just YouTube stuff. I was trying to be multifaceted where I was writing all the time. I was doing videos. I was doing interviews. I was going to uh, events, you know, for coverage, you know, to put myself out there, put myself on camera, you know, doing unboxing videos where I was going, putting the camera there, doing the unboxing video, and then even making the lower thirds and also the bumpers before and after the video. Like I was trying to not only be a, a, a jack of all trades, but a master of all in the best way possible. I would Even call you tech- like a one man gaming site. Like you do the, your, your content. So like you said, multifaceted where yeah. you're doing, you're doing reviews, you're doing interviews and then kind of like gameplay. So I would call you like a one man gaming site. You're doing everything that IGN GameSpot, all those guys are doing, but you're doing it on your own, which is, I think, to be honest, is even more impressive. Well, well, here's the crazy thing about that. You know, a lot of people out there, even people that have been in the industry for a long time, normally say that you're not supposed to do that because, you know, the quality of like multiple things will falter if you're putting all your eggs in one basket. And I understand that. But if you're able to do something like that, or if you, at least, you know, you want to be able to expand your horizon, expand your palette and stuff, it doesn't hurt to do so. Because again, even when I was at the coalition, I was doing multiple things. I was wearing many hats. Yeah. yeah. And it was really showing because I was putting out so much content on my own, just like that. That's so wild. That's like telling a variety streamer on Twitch, you need to focus on one game or you're never going to get big. 
here's the other thing you could even apply it to just youtube channels of itself because people are always saying like in order for your youtube channel to be successful you have to play one type of game or you have to play one game and i don't necessarily agree with that because even with me granted a lot of my videos don't get a lot of views and stuff i know i could talk about any type of genre even though i might hate certain genres i might like certain genres more than others but i at least you know put myself out there enough or at least try to show and express that listen i could talk about any type of game because i love games and this is what i do and this is what i'm passionate about so it comes off in the content like that again hasn't really popped off as of yet, you know, compared to a lot of other creators out there. But I feel like at some point, eventually people can see the difference. Yeah, I, I, I just think it's so wild when people are like, you need to focus on one type of content because it's like the, the day and age we live in right now, especially with social media, with content creation, you almost have to focus on multiple types of content in order to even be relevant. I, I think we're past the day and age of focusing on one type. Yeah. And, and, and unless you're someone big, like, you know, like, Ninja, you already have an already established yeah, yeah, summit doc, all those guys, like you've established yourself at shroud, you know, you've established yourself in a certain aspect of gaming and that's fine. But I think now it's like, you almost have to, like, there's no more it's like the same thing as being niche. Like that's the thing yeah. too. A lot of people come confuse, you know, doing one type of like specific content with being niche. Niche doesn't necessarily mean you're playing one type of game or one style of game or one game in particular. It means that you're applying it more specifically focused on that one style of game or one genre or whatever, but that doesn't necessarily that's the, mean that that's the only thing that you do. Because if you really want to talk about it, like some people might say I'm more niche towards reviews and stuff, but I'm still able to post up other content frequently that isn't reviews. At the same time you could also say with the genres of games that i play because i love platformers if i had to choose like a a genre of game that i've done the most content on on my own channel it would either be fighting games or platformers and action games but i'm still doing rpgs i'm still doing fighting games i'm still doing fps's you know different stuff like that tommy what are your thoughts um i think for one if you're gonna go to a creator and tell them that their channel is this just shut the fuck up <laughs> the only person that can define what someone's channel is is the creator. I think and, that's fair. Like, if you want to, like, say for example, someone was like telling me, "Hey, you're a Destiny streamer." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I play a lot of Destiny. That's that's my wheelhouse." But I'll sure as hell stream Halo or Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, or I stream. I'm the number one Gears of War one and two streamer. Eat my ass, people. <laughs> Eat you know what's funny about that? Because even the other thing that we could also add on to this, it is another layer of it, when people are willing to go out of their comfort zone like that. Because yeah. a lot of people get put into that comfort zone, into that box because of everybody else selling, saying all these things. But as opposed to others like myself and many others I've seen over time, well, they'll want to go and actually explore these other games, work with these other types of creators, or at least collaborate with them in some way to at least you know show that they're much more of a well-rounded type of individual or well-rounded type of personality for sure like i like of course i like playing games that i like to play that i've played before but for me on like a streaming aspect not necessarily on the like review or preview or news end like you guys would more so do even though i do cover dbn news as well but it's not the point that i'm making here there's something to me that's more special of getting out of that comfort zone and playing something on a stream that I've never played before that I'm experiencing for the first time. And anyone watching is experiencing that as well. It's kind of just like raw and special. If you get where I'm coming from with that. Yeah. So see, I'm the opposite on that. Whereas like a lot of my streams are like games that I don't have to pay much attention to story-wise like Final Fantasy 7, if I would have got a code for a remake, I would have streamed it, but it would have 
I, I would have hated it because when I stream RPGs, I hate it because I can't focus on the story as much as I would like to focus on the game because I'm focused on chat. You know or what I, I would do in that case? I would actually story. play the game first and complete it and then go stream it afterwards or do like my that. own time, play the game and actually, you know, play it on my own and get the story and stuff, but then do a different save file from the beginning and play it with chat like that. You know, playing the yeah. stuff that I've already seen. Like I've seen people do that before and I think it works, you know, for, mm -hmm. for especially for story-based games, not just RPGs. Yeah, I've like only ever not idea. done that. Like, and I'll, I'd like that idea. I do that from time to time. The only time I've not done that is two circumstances. Mortal Kombat 11 and Borderlands. Every other yeah. time it's been, I have my like alone time save yeah. and my stream save. In all fairness, Borderlands story isn't anything you really need to pay attention to anyways. Uh, I would if, say if you're, if, if you're so into it, you're into loose. it. It's so fast and loose. It's a good story, but it's so fast and loose. I feel like you can get away with streaming it and not like putting... 100% attention to it because you're going to go to a new game plus and watch it again for sure <laughs> all right jake first and foremost i want to say thank you for coming on thank you so much for having me on 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 your on your youtube channel as well that was a lot of fun and i just appreciate it like i said man i, I enjoy talking to you you got that like nice commanding voice when you talk it's got fucking it's got oomph it's got weight behind it and i love it but what i need from you right now is tell the people where they can find you everywhere i'm talking every link Every little thing, throw out your address if you want, so they can come to your house. Okay, I'm not gonna Don't throw do that my one. My SS number or my bank. <laughs> Jake, I'm gonna need you to dox yourself. <laughs> Don't make me call the freaking Bowser Brigade over here to come protect me, or the or the Nintendo Ninjas or something. But okay, fine. I'm about to get into a little bit more of self promo here, people. So bear with me because there's a lot of places that you can find me. Okay, so the biggest one right now that if you guys can, you know, you guys and everybody else listening, go subscribe to me on YouTube. It's YouTube.com/slash Gamers with Gains channel, or just search Jake James Lugo on the search bar. Go show me some love. My goal this year is I want to pass 10k subscribers because I've been working my butt off to try to make that happen so I could do bigger and better things for the channel. Uh, go follow me on Twitter. It's at Jake James Lugo on Twitter. I'm posting there. Every Every day, a ton of different stuff all day, every day. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Gamers with Gains on Instagram. I'm posting there every single day as well, including stuff that I'm working on. Usually, like sometimes I'll give like a little peek of like stuff that I'm playing like early on before I'm allowed to talk about it and stuff. Little things like that whenever I get a game for like review and such. Uh, you could also find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Gamers with Gains, even though I've kind of held back a little bit on the streaming stuff. You know, but because, you know, one reason or another, uh, again, I've been more focusing on YouTube, but still eventually I want to pick that back up because it'd be a lot more fun to stream with people there having fun as opposed to just streaming alone with no viewers. Uh, and also finally, go check me out on Patreon. Okay, I have a Patreon. I have it very cheap. It's like a dollar just to join up with it. And I have other tiers as well, but I put up a ton of exclusive content, including exclusive episodes of my podcast, which I did with you, yeah. uh, Anthony, a while yeah. back. Uh, I, did a the regular, I had a great YouTube. time with you. And then we did a bonus one for Patreon, which is just for a dollar, you know, for what people pay, you know, for other shows and stuff on like iTunes and stuff. You get a ton of those extra episodes for a dollar, including I've even had episodes with Colin Moriarty. I've had episodes with, uh, was it a bunch of other games industry people, a variety, variety of different places all over the industry, uh, as well as also cosplayers, uh, other YouTubers. The list goes on. On top of my own exclusive vlogs and everything else, there's a lot of content there. If you guys could go show some love, check it out, enjoy all the content and allow me, hopefully, 
eventually to do some bigger and better things. Maybe one day I'll be able to get shirts or pins for everybody if they join up with the Patreon. You know, something crazy nice. and cool, something something dope. I want to. I have big plans and big ambitions with it, but it takes some time. It takes a little bit of support. It takes a little bit of effort. So go show some love. There's a ton of places you guys could find me at. I just thank you with the YouTube and some follows on that social media. <laughs> Jake, you. you know what I love about you is. I hear absolutely no ums and yas from you. Your fucking sentences are so <laughs> coherent and so like legit. Like I strive so hard to not say ums and yas and those filler words, and I still say. You want to know how you get that? You want to know how you get that? And again, it's by total accident for me. Like here's the easiest way to get to that point where it helps you both out on both podcasts and also on videos. Learn how to write often. And, and I, I know that sounds stupid, but the writing often, whether it's editorials, you know, for reviews or just op-eds and stuff that I did for not just the coalition, but even the previous websites I was at, you know, over the years, you, when you learn to write, and especially when you write often, you tend to think differently. So when you think about what you want to say, both on a podcast and also on video, you're thinking in the same way that you're writing. And you obviously don't write with ums or ums and yeah. other sounds like that when you're typing something up so it ends up transferring the same way when you're on camera or on podcast it's a it's a silly little thing but trust me it works well it's working for you because whenever i hear you talk i'm like god damn it there's no ums and yes it's so, it's oh, so perfect me on discord guys no, it's not perfect but i'm good it's good but it's not perfect i'm gonna what, ask what did george say china just banned animal crossing <laughs> well, you know what it is? I'll tell you exactly what it is. They're pissed off at Tom Nook for putting everybody in debt with bells over there. That's a about somebody stood up to Tom Nook. They finally go <laughs> about <out>. time. <laughs> All right, everybody. You started the Rona, but you saved us from Nook. All right, Jake. Thank you again so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you uh, for having me. Thank you for coming on. Just just being awesome. We appreciate you coming on. All right, let's hop on that sweet nasty outro real quick. As always, if you'd like to support the podcast on the listening, please. Check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 per month. You can cancel at any time. Also want to throw a quick shout out to Squadcast for helping our episodes sound even more amazing than they did before. Thank you to Squadcast. Uh, Squadcast, if you're looking for anybody to sponsor or uh, work with, we would love to work with you. Check us out, dadsbeardsnerds. Next up, you're going to find us on all social media. At Dad's Beards Nerds. I'm being serious. Search Dad's Beards Nerds. You'll find us. We'll pop up. In the last, or not last, but coming up more. I don't know. <laughs> I lost it. Damn it. A link to our amazing Discord is in this episode description. You can find that on our Twitter bio as well. Join up in the Discord. We passed 100 Discord people's tenants, followers, whatever the hell you call it. Come on over to the Discord. Join up with us and some awesome people. Every once in a while, I post a butt pic there. Last up, you're going to find George at Ghioco. That's G-H-I-O-C-O on Twitter. And that guy, underscore George, 1337 on Instagram. You're going to find Tommy at Nightween593 on Twitter. Nightween5930 on Instagram. And you're going to find me, Anthony, on all social media at DadBodPlace. Until next time, I'm Anthony. I'm Tommy. And we look forward to making more content for you. Good night, everyone.